the Jesus and Joe podcast. My name is Georgia, and I am so excited that you are here. Through this podcast, I want to be able to encourage you, to hype you up, and to get you excited on God's truth. I can't wait to just have these precious moments with you. So, girlfriend, I don't think you're ready for this one, but let's get started. What's up, sweet friend? Welcome back to the Jesus and Joe podcast. It is so exciting. Like, I'm so excited to know that you are here and we get to hang out. Whenever I record podcasts, I actually like just think that you and I are just on the phone. We're hanging out in your car. We're on the way to something. We might be at the gym together. I don't even know. But it literally makes my entire day when I get messages from followers or my friends that say that they've been listening to my podcast because I'm like, what the heck? Like, that is so fun. I get to hang out with you. That's the best thing ever. But I have a big secret for you guys. A big secret. And it's because that we have now passed 3,000 downloads. Everyone clap. Woo! 3,000 downloads. I finally get to share with you the big news that is coming up next for the Jesus and Joe Ministries. And here it is. Are you ready? If I had a drum, I would be doing a drum roll, but we don't have that accessible right now. Anyways, we are coming out with merch. Yeah, we are coming out with Jesus and Joe merch, and I'm so excited. And just to know the mission and the passion and the message behind each and every single one of articles of clothing that I've created. It is so cool to know that these will might possibly be on people that I have prayed over and just prayed over these clothing to just help a girl remind themselves who they are in God's eyes. That is my mission. That is my passion. And we're finally doing it. Um, but hopefully it comes out by the end of November. So you'll be able to tell Santa that this is what you want for Christmas. So I'm so excited about that. And so if you are not already, I highly suggest go ahead and sign up for my email list at georgiaguest.com because a lot of information is coming out soon about the merch. If you don't follow me on Instagram yet, go ahead and do that as well because I will be dropping little Easter eggs like Taylor Swift. If that makes any sense, I will be doing that as well. But go ahead and do that. And I just, I love, I love being able to meet you guys on social media, especially on Instagram. Like when y'all reshare my posts, I always am like, I'm going to message this person. I'm going to message her. So go ahead and do that. Let's connect. Let's hang out. Let's be best friends. Let's do it all. Let's get into the message. I'm thinking that I'm speaking to a college student, which if you don't know that already, I love you. I love college girls because in my mind, this is where God truly makes his girls of Christ into women of Christ. He truly shapes them into who that he who he's called them to be and it's the coolest thing. So know that this is like a pivotal time in your life. It's probably one of the most immaculate and crazy experiences ever, but it is so cool knowing that God's hand is on you. Um I I love college students because this is where God really called me out into ministry and it happened in my sorority suite. We didn't have houses. We had suites, but that is where everything kind of started for me. And so today I'm so excited to share with you 10 things I wish I knew when I was in college. When I was thinking of 10 things, I kept on thinking of just who I was in college. I wish that you and I could have been friends, but in college, I was kind of like, I wasn't a typical 
college girl, but I was involved with a lot of things. I was that girl that always had about 10,000 things on her plate. I was in a sorority. I was on SGA. I was a president's ambassador. I did, what else did I do? I was on a lot of clubs. I was always in the library. Um, I focused more on the experience of college. I loved being with people instead of actually studying, but I did pass. I did. It's just, I, I liked, like the reason why, like I think of like why I went to school and it wasn't to get a degree. It was to meet my, the people that I've been praying about my entire life. Like I have met my absolute best friends. I was, I loved meeting people. I loved making new friends. I was that perky tour guide. Um, so when you came to school for the first day, good morning. That's who I was. I was right there in a bright purple polo and I was welcoming you into the school. So that was kind of me. I was very perky, very happy, and I loved Jesus so, so much. And that's kind of what I was known for at school is that I loved Jesus, which was the best thing to be known for. But, you know, like, I kind of had all the ups and downs a typical college student has. I was stressed out for grades. I was struggling with finding, like, figuring out who I was because, you know, sometimes I got mixed up with finding my approval from people than finding it from Jesus. I struggled just like every other college student. I missed home a lot. I sometimes were good days. Sometimes were really bad days, and I was just crying in my room. But this, out of everything— out of everything, I would have said my experience in college was an absolute 11 out of 10. I will say that because what God did through me happened because I was in college. What God's message that he poured on my heart, being best friends with Jesus, starting a ministry, starting all this kind of stuff, it all happened on that campus, which was so stinking cool. And so when I go back and I think about, okay, what are some things that I wish I could tell myself now? I'm 24. I live in Florida. I, you know, have a big girl job. And I, you know, my sister, she's in college right now. And so honestly, I'm going to talk to you as if I'm talking to my sister, Vivian. 10 things. So here we go, my sister. Let us dive into it. The very first thing I wrote, and this was the biggest lesson learned. Friends are in your life for a reason. And some may be just for a season. I met my absolute best friends in college. Some of my best friends that were in college were just best friends that I had in college. They were right where I needed them. God placed them in my life to be that rock for me, to be that foundation, to be someone I could talk to and ever. But as soon as graduation closed, some of those friendships kind of dwindled away. And guess what? It is okay. It is really okay because it proved to me that God has perfect timing with every single person that comes into your life whether it's a relationship a friendship or maybe even a, like the people in your life are the ones that god has allowed to be in your life and so i want you to know that every single friendship has a purpose every single one whether it was just to be that person you could cry to whenever you were stressed out about school or whether it was just a friend that you just wanted to talk to or that person you walk to school every single day. Whatever the purpose was, God saw it and God had intention for it. And so some of your best friends might be with you forever and ever, and that's awesome. But some friends, they might come and go, and that is okay too. So know right now that the Lord has his hand on every single friendship 
in your life. But I praise God for every single person I met in college because because of them and how they impacted my life. I'm now the person I am today because of them. Number two, college is the perfect time to know your Lord and Savior. I say this all the time, but whenever you were in school, I just think of like every single emotion I felt. I was sad. I was angry. I was stressed. I was nervous. I was happy. I was insecure. I was confident. Every single emotion a girl could feel, I felt that in college. And there were so many moments where I was like, if I didn't have Jesus, I don't know what I would do. Everybody needs to know Jesus in college. Everybody. Because this is like the time in your life where you are trying to plan the rest of your life. But if you don't know that your hand is in his, how are they going to know and be completely confident that God has the best plan in store for them? That life goes on beyond these four years of school. He is perfect for college. Like, it's just so cool whenever you read the word of God and you just see how many verses are, I feel like they were written for college girls. Like I truly do like every single verse about identity, girl, that's about college. Every single verse about nervousness, anxiety, stress, all of that college. Like it is so much about who you are and how he's forming you into the woman of God. It is all written down for you. My suggestion, my biggest encouragement is get to know him and hang out with Jesus. Whether that's just praying and talking to him on your way to class or having that quiet time, listening to worship music, praising God instead of listening to the top 40 hits. I mean, it is so cool to know that the uni- like the creator of the universe, the one who loves you more than anything, is so in awe of you and just wants to know you he knows everything about you but he just wants to hang out with you like it's just so fun and so i encourage you to do that this is your time my friend this is your time to know him and he's ready i promise you he's ready number three this goes perfectly it's not your timeline it is yeah that's a tough pill to swallow I was that girl that had deadlines. I created deadlines in my mind. Let me tell you about them. I was that girl that thought, I'm going to, like, not even in college yet, senior of high school. I was like, I'm going to marry a football player. Him and I are going to get married by the end of when I graduate. We're going to be engaged my senior year. We're going to get married. And then we're going to move in a house, move back to, we're going to move to my hometown where I can become a teacher. And I'm going to do all of this by the age of 24. Um, newsflash, I'm 24. None of that has happened. None of that did happen. But it's so funny because I look back on that timeline I created for myself. And God completely blew it out of the water with just like all the crazy and cool things I never even planned of happening happened. I wrote this um, quote down the other day. It was something God put on my heart, and it was honestly something that made me just, like, freak out. But the Lord is writing your story. Like, the pen is in his hand. And he's not just writing the best story for you, but he's writing what's best for you. Yeah, that's, it's good. It is good. And I was just like, oh my word. So I thought 
that marrying the football player, becoming a teacher, moving back to Tennessee, all of that I thought was best for me. But God was like, Joe, I got something even better just for you. And so I didn't marry the football player. Absolutely not. I moved back to Tennessee for a couple months, but then moved to Florida. And God has shown me so many things of just how becoming a teacher, I wasn't going to just be a teacher in a public school, but I was going to be a teacher of his word. And that was, to me, is just so much better. So, so much better than anything I could have ever planned for myself. So know that you are, it's not your timeline. Don't set yourself deadlines. Let him encourage you and show you what he's going to do. Trust in his timeline because it's what's best. Number four, y'all aren't ready for this one. When I re- like when I wrote this down, I screamed. I was like, stop it right now. Number four, waiting. The waiting season. You are hidden until his best is ready. Yeah, I thought that was so cool because honestly, I was in the waiting season. I'm still in the waiting seasons. I thought that being in the waiting season was only going to be something that would get me through college. But sister friend, you have waiting seasons in so many areas of your life, whether it comes to job interviews, to figuring out if you're going to even go into like an upper division in college, to know if you're going to be on the team, to know if you're going to be in the sortie, all these things. Waiting is hard. It is so hard. But in my mind, I want to replace the definition of waiting season on just waiting until God answers into I am hidden until his best is ready. I just think it's like the coolest thing because the Lord has so he's just so he just cherishes you. He protects you in his love. And like I said before, he wants what's best for you. And so if you are in a waiting season, I want you to know that God is not, he has not forgotten about you. He has not forgotten about you. There are so many things that he is ready to show you. But you just have to trust in his timing. It's going to be perfect. Something that we can't even fathom or plan ourselves. It's going to be perfect. Number five. Oh, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Just because he says he's a Christian doesn't mean he's the one. When I was in college, this was like the first time in my life where I actually started dating. I went out with guys and the first thing that I was kind of like, okay, like I'll go out with him if he's a Christian. That was kind of like my standard. If he said he loved Jesus, then I was in. And ladies, we've grown up. We we understand now that little Joe just did not really get it. She just did it. There is a thing called spiritual maturity, my friends, spiritual maturity. And I think like I, I went out with them and I realized that him and I were just on two different levels when it came to our relationship with Jesus. I want you to encourage yourself and to hold your standards up high until you meet some man who is on the same level with you, spirit, like, like spiritually mature. I want to encourage you to find a man who is spiritually mature, someone who doesn't just look to Jesus as a, like an ambulance caller, just somebody to help them whenever they're hurting, but to be, to be so in awe of Jesus that he changes everything about their lives. 
Like we would not be the same if it wasn't for Jesus. And that's the kind of man I want that they realize that everything is better. Everything is enhanced when the Lord, when he is Lord of their life. So I encourage you just to wait until you find a man who is spiritually mature. Just because he says he is he is Christian does not mean he's the one. Don't worry. Keep your standards up high. Number six, you are in the midst of your loved one's answered prayers. I think growing up and having younger siblings, I'm able to see this with my own eyes. But I've been praying for their time in college ever since they were like little. To think like they are in the midst of something I've been praying about for years is the coolest thing. And that's exactly where you are too. Your mom, your dad, your grandparents, your cousins, your best friends, your aunts, your uncles, they have been praying for this moment for you your entire life. There's been so much prayer and effort and words that have been said verbally, no, verbally and on paper about your time in college. God does not forget about you. God is working in you. So know that you are in the midst of an answered prayer. You are. And whenever you feel like you were like kind of like drifting or feeling no one's praying for you, I encourage you and I am here to tell you they are. They are. They don't have to tell you every single day like, hey, like I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. The moments where you feel like I just don't feel like anyone's praying for me, they are. There's always someone thinking about you. So do your best. Do your best. Number seven. Saying no does not mean you're lame. Saying no. I think there's so much power in those two letters coming together. N-O. No. When you say no, I want you to say no to things that aren't going to make you better. If it's not going to make you better, say no. There have been, whenever I look back on my life and my time in college, there were many times that I should have said no. And I want to just tell you that learning from experience that I wish I could go back and say no. That time that I went to a party, I should have just said no because like nothing came out of it. It really didn't. That time that I went to that Going on dates with a guy just because he was known to be like the popular kid. I could have just said no because he wasn't any good for me. I want you to think of the eternal. What's going to make you better? Just because everybody else is doing it does not mean you have to do it. So think of things that are going to make you better. You can look back from years from now and be like, I'm really glad I made that decision to say no. You're not lame if you say it, I promise. And, like, let me tell you something. No one's going to remember if you went to that party or not. No one's going to remember if you dated that guy or not. Because all those things that happened in college, they happened in college. When you grow up and you graduate, you notice that there's a life beyond college. So don't worry about saying no. Do what is best for you. Number eight. Ooh, this is good, too. You become who your friends are. Uh-huh. It's so true. I was friends with a lot of different groups in college. I had coworkers. I had sorority sisters. I had friends in fraternities. I had friends in different sororities. I just had 
a lot of different groups of people. And so whenever I was around them, I was like, okay, like I can be like this version of myself. I can be this version. I can be this version, all these kinds of things. And growing up and realizing that the best version of myself is the one that was created by him, which is my authentic real self. That's the one that I want people to meet the most. And so I want you to, whenever you go into your sorority, your clubs and all that kind of stuff, to be around people that are going to make you better. Be around those people that are going to uplift you, encourage you. Instead of pouring out negative thoughts, let them pour in positive. Let them encourage you. If someone who is new to school comes up to somebody at the school and goes, hey, do you know who Georgia is? And usually they're like, that person's like, oh my gosh, yeah, like they are friends with so-and-so. The people that they say out of their mouths, I want to be proud that those are the people that they mentioned first. Because that's a reflection of who I am. I just, I want you to know that the Lord has intention with every single person he puts in your life, but he wants you to have good people to surround yourself with and to pour into you. So when you pick your friends, know that that's a reflection of yourself as well. Number nine, number nine, your future is planned and set. Do not worry. The amount of tears that myself, the amount of tears that I cried personally, I wish that I could go back and be like, Joe, it is going to be okay. It is, like, God bless my parents. They kept on saying over and over, like, Joe, like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. But, like, in my mind, like, not knowing what I was going to do after college was a complete, like, I, it's over. I don't know. I don't know. But the thing is, is, like, I know him. And what he says and promises me is a life that will be one that is that prospers, one that is set, one that is planned for my benefit. Like this is a life that he has planned for me and that's what's coming. And so I want you to truly listen and believe his promises that he says over you and for your life. Your future is something so beautiful. It's going to be so amazing. Rest in what he says. Number 10, there is purpose in this. Where you are right now, how you are feeling, the circumstance you're in, whatever it is, God has purpose in everything. There's a verse in Romans that says, there's a verse in Romans 8.28 that I rested a lot of my life on and I still live it out to this day. It's Romans 8.28 and it says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. There's purpose in everything. Every moment, every minute, God has purpose in it. So know that you are exactly where God wants you. And that what's going on in your life right now, lean into him. Whether you are feeling good, whether it's a sad season, a bad season, a waiting season, lean into him. All answers lead back to him. So my friends, that are the, those are the 10 things I wish I knew when I was in college. 
where you are right now, God has so much purpose and has going to do something so amazing through you. You don't have to wait till four years or after your master's to do something amazing. He's doing it right now within your campus limits. They, he is doing something. So lean into him, rest in him, and know that God is working because you're the perfect person for what he wants to do through before we go, you know that we pray. We pray here on the Jesus and Joe. We speak life and we pray for it. So we are going to pray and I'm going to just pray for the end of semester for you because I know everyone needs a little bit more motivation and it's going to happen right now. So everyone bow your heads. Here we go. Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much for this listener. Father, I thank you for where she's at in life, how you are working through her and how you are creating this, this university is better because you placed her there. Father, I pray that she leans into you with every single thing, whether it's either with studying for a class or stressed out about friends or boys or whatever it is, God, I pray that she's leaning into you. God, let her finish this semester strong. Let her know that you are doing something amazing through her and that you can do anything. God, nothing's impossible for you. So I pray for strength and motivation and courage. Let her finish her classes strong. Let her see your goodness everywhere she turns, Lord. Thank you so much for this college student. Thank you for what they are about to do. And I cannot wait to see what they're going to do for you after these four years. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. I love you, and I hope you know it. So thank you so much for hanging out with me, and I hope to see you next time.